podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Talk Smart with Cute. I'm McCart. That's Joe Pugh. I'm Andrew McCart. This is episode 15. 15 shows we've done now, Joe. Are you getting bored yet? I'm not, mate. As long as the fights keep coming, I'm not getting bored. As oh, long but... as we've got something to talk about on a Sunday, I'm more than happy to be here. I was making bored of me, mate, to be honest. No, never. Never, mate. <laughs> Well, let's talk about it then. Let's just jump straight into the deep end, man. Obviously, yeah. Canelo fought last night. We'll leave that to the end. But I do want to talk about... We, we spoke briefly on it last night because you were at the show um, last night. Jo, Jai Apatai against uh, John Thompson. Um, mm. Wow. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll share my thoughts and what I saw on the TV, but you were there last night, man. How impressive impressive was Apatai last night? Oh, wow. Like, you seem to smile now because... It was kind of like, certainly from a UK standpoint, a, a star-making performance. Like, I, I, I asked Eddie, I asked Jay Pattaya, I asked people ringside, have we, has the boxing world been sleeping on this guy? Because realistically, he wasn't the most well-known world champion, which is a shame because he's not just a world champion, he's a ring magazine champion, beat, beat the lineal champion, do you know what I mean? So he is, he's a, he's a phenomenal talent, but I think what happened with the jaw... Uh, like kind of stinted his um, his progress and his activity because of it. He come off a fantastic win against Myers Brady, who also was there last night. But Jordan Thompson, it was a bit of an unknown fight because Jordan Thompson never been in that level before. But we know the power he possesses. We know how big he is for that weight. But from round one, it was just relentless from Jarpatire. Every shot he threw had meaning, had power to it. Um, he didn't waste anything. He was so smart. He tucked under to the body well. He was landing with that left hand. A little bit like Zhang was with Joe Joyce last week. Um, yeah, it was it was a it was a beautiful boxing performance. Um it could have pro- could have even been stopped a little bit earlier, maybe, but it was a great stoppage at the end. Um hopefully Jordan Thompson comes again. I know he was gutted after the fight. Eddie said straight to heavyweight. I don't blame him because he's so big. But yeah, Andy, what, what did you make on the telly? Oh, listen, I enjoyed it, man. Uh, I, again, when you talk about sleeping on Jai Apatai, I, I, I'll admit it, I slept on him. Apart yeah. from, I, I didn't watch the, the Maris Bredis uh, fight. I saw the result. So for me, personally, I, I knew of him. I knew he was a hard hitter. But you look, apart from the Bradis fight, you go down his record, he, he hasn't really fought many people. Do you know what I mean? There was loads of like yes. seven and two records and ten and four records. So Bradis fight was his, his first initial step up and he took it with both hands and won a unanimous decision. So other than being slept on, yes, I, I would probably think, because I slept on him, I'm going to be honest with you. And um, I didn't know he was that good from what I saw last night. I was expecting... Uh, Jordan Thompson to maybe, like you said, he's got the height, the reach, the power. I was thinking maybe this could be a really, really tasty fight. But it wasn't a tasty fight. It was a nasty fight in terms of the way yeah. Apatai what, done, went through his business. It was just an absolute phenomenal performance. And I will not be sleeping on this guy. I'll be watching him closely. The Cruiserweight division has always been kind of like that division. It's always been that division that isn't talked about as much as yeah. sort of the other division. So, um. Yeah, he's 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 a monster. Reminds me of like a little bit of 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 a Evander Holyfield the way he comes forward and he, every shot's got meaning behind it. Do you know what I mean? There's no 
Yeah, it's just he just reminds me of Holyfield. You said he reminds you of Bibble because the technicality is the way he throws his yeah. shots. So I mean, he's just an absolute monster. And I think for Jordan Thompson, maybe it was a it was a step too soon. I think maybe that was just a step up too soon in his career. But listen, when these opportunities come, I don't begrudge fighters taking these opportunities. You fighting for a world title, you get the opportunity to fight for a world title, take it. You win, lose, or draw. Your your stock rises. Do you know what I mean? It depends on. But I just think with Jordan Thompson last night, he stepped in with a probably it's going to go down as probably one of the best cruiserweights, and he's going to be talked about probably amongst the guys like Evander Holyfield, the new six in terms of the cruiserweight division. In in time, he's only twenty eight years old, and um, I think hopefully, fingers crossed, he can get some unification fights. Whether that be yeah. against like a Chris Billum Smith, or do you know I what love I mean? that. One of these guys, maybe the revisit the React Poor fight because that's that's a fight I would like I would like to see. Do you know what I mean? So maybe we can visit the revisit that fight. Uh, yeah. you know I mean? there's obviously Lawrence Coley there. I don't know what he's doing. Badu Jack is he WBC champion? I think Badu Jack. Yeah. So maybe get unification with these fights. There's some good fights there in that division. Like I said, we've got quite a few good few uh, cruiserweights here in the UK that you can probably. He wanted, what, did he, what did he say in your interview, Joe? That he came here for respect. Is that what he said? Yeah, he came here to put respect on him and Australia's name. And he wants to go back. Okay. Um, he wants to... Um, uh, sorry, one second, mate. Uh, yes, uh, you there, mate? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here. Sorry, mate. Um, don't know what happened there. Um, yeah, he came here with respect and he wants to take that belt home. He wants to become a massive star. In Australia, um, he wants to fulfill fill his home um, stadium, but he will fight anyone, and that's what you, I get from him. He doesn't care. And what mm-hmm. I like about Jarpatai and what I, what I like about this cruiserweight division, which we haven't had since Usyk, we haven't had a dominant force. Mm. Um, that the belts have been kind of a little bit passed around a little bit, so. Obviously, if you just look at the lineage of, of the WBO title, for example, since Usyk, it was vacant. Lawrence Coley, now Chris Billum Smith, and then Makabu um, lost to Badu Jack. Uh, Bradis lost to uh, Opataya. So I think Opataya now has got the chance to become that dominant force, mm. and he's not the the, the biggest cruiserweight. He, he's just he's a cruiserweight. That's what he is. He's not someone that's going to be moving up to heavyweight. He may do at the end of his career, but he don't need to like Jordan Thompson does. So he can stay there and he can rule, which I really like. Um, yeah, he, he, he's genuinely up for anyone. I'd like to see the Billum Smith fight. I spoke to Billum Smith after. He's more than up for that fight. Mm-hmm. It looks like it looks like Opatia might have to uh, fight Brady's because he's IBF mandatory and because he hasn't fought in over a year. The IBF will call that mandatory, and then CBS is probably locked up with having to fight Lawrence Coley again, I think we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out. But I said, realistically, if you fight maybe December, January, take care of what you've got to take care of. That sets up perfectly for um, stadium season. Mm. You could go to Bournemouth in maybe a, a May or a June, um, sell out the, the Bournemouth Vitality Stadium again, or go to Australia. There's so mm. much options for Joe and as, as I say. I'm really excited for him. I'm really looking forward to see how his career plays out. And just on a separate note, I think if I'm Tyson Fury, I'm going to be wanting to pay him a lot of money to come in and sparring that, for Alexander Rusic. I was just sure, I was just going to say that. I mean, the tech, tech, 
perfect spawn. Yeah, hundred percent. Same height, southpaw. Um, I was just literally you read my mind there, mate. I was literally going to say that was going to be my next point. Yeah, a hundred percent agreed. You're going out uh, Tyson Fury once you get through in Ganu, bringing uh, Diapataya for the some spawn southpaw, six foot two, six foot three, ideal spawn. I mean, obviously the two different fighters in terms of the way they they, they fight. Usyk's more of that sort of elusiveness, and Diapataya's that come forward, yeah. head off type. But listen, that's probably the closest you're going to get in terms of um, elite level southpaw spawn for Usyk. Yeah, you read my mind there, young man. So yeah, I 100% agree there with that. There you go, really think. Exactly, mate. The Chris Bill Smith fight as well, because I think Chris Bill Smith is, is one of the fighters that he, if, if you meet him with fire, he's going to fire back with fire. Do you know what I mean? If you come at him, he's going to yeah. fire with fire. Do you know what I mean? He's that type of fighter, and that's an exciting fight for this cruiserweight division. Um, but in terms of Jaya Pattaya, if he does go up to heavyweight as well, and later on in his career, like once he becomes undisputed, if you become undisputed at weight, nine times out of ten, you've seen champions either go up in weight and vacate all the belts. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's only really Canelo that stuck around at 168. Do you know what I mean? And, and kept all the belts and fighting everybody there. But I think once he does, he can step up to, to, to heavyweight. That's an old school heavyweight. You look back in the 60s and 70s, yeah. Heavyweights weren't six foot seven and six foot eight, six foot nine. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's Muhammad Ali's, uh, Ernie Schaefer's, uh, Jack Johnson's, all these guys, Mike Tyson's. Do you know what I mean? The, all these guys were six foot three, six foot two. Mike Tyson's it was five eleven. So he he will be a throwback heavyweight if yeah. he steps up there and comes in at that sixteen, seventeen stone mark, front foot, and just barrels people over. And uh, yeah. I, I'm very excited. Like just going on my earlier, what we said earlier, that I slept on that man, and like, and I, and I, I feel bad for doing it, man, because I didn't think he was that good, and I will be keeping a close eye on him from now on because I think he is ex- exciting, and he's definitely one to watch, and it's going to be. But just a wee touch on a, a cruiserweight that we've got that I'm excited about as well, Joe, and he was fighting on the, the bill last night. Yeah, Jeff Clark. He is. Yeah. Phenomenal as well. He's very, very good. Small in stature, but stocky. Come forward. Slick skills on the inside. Inside work is phenomenal. I really, really like Chef Clark as well. And uh, the way this cruiserweight division is panning out, I think opportunities will be there for him as well in the next three or four fights. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of Chef. Um, since he made his pro debut, well before that, even when he was on Team G. But I, I think he will just adapt to levels. I think there's a lot more levels that we're seeing in him. Uh, he fought Vasil Duca last night, who Jordan Thompson only fought two fights prior to this world title opportunity. And arguably he done a better job. He's more comfortable and he was very, very comfortable in there. I would have liked to have seen him kind of make a statement and, knock, and a knockout because Vasil Duca doesn't get stopped. I think he's only been stopped once and it was years ago. Um, he's a really good measuring stick, a really good season cruiserweight who you put in there with your top boys who you wanted to test. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Chef Clark, I think I think he's mandatory for the British. Um so yeah, and he he wants to do it the traditional but he's not the youngest. So I think he wants to do it fast. And yeah, I I'm I'm really looking forward um to seeing how Chef Clark's career plays out because I think he can get to those levels of the the Acolis, the Chris Billum Smiths, the Reactors, relatively quick. Mm. He can catch up with those guys. No, I agree. I agree. And the cruiserweight division, you mentioned Reactor, Billum Smith, the Coley's, um, Badu Jacks, 
Jayapataya, even John Thompson, if he sticks around, man, this isn't the end of him. I just think that maybe it was a step too far too soon. That was all. You know what I mean? He's, he was, he's still learning. He went from that white-collar background, I believe, and he stepped. Yeah. So it was just a step too far too soon. But he showed that he's got the bravery, he's got the heart. And it's just now stepping back a little bit. I right, Dust yourself off. Take them fights again. You've been in there with the top guys. You know what it feels like now. So, um, yeah, well done to him. Great bravery uh, on his part, but I just think it was a step too far too soon. But when these opportunities, I don't begrudge him taking this opportunity. I mean, somebody no. throws it headlining for a world title in London. What are you going to say? No to it. And that, that, you might not get the opportunity again. So who knows? So well done to Jordan, Jordan Thompson. I mean, he's probably going to get a lot of flack this morning for the way he performed. But listen, Jaya Pattaya is something, something special. So you can't take anything yeah. from him. Um, yeah, there was not a big fight last night, Joe. I don't know if you stayed up for it. I know you like to, you like to go to clubs and stuff, brother. And um, but did you watch the Canelo fight last night against Charlo? I've watched most of it this morning. I will say, yeah, I didn't watch it last night, but uh, it's been a long week. But yeah, Canelo, Charlo. Obviously, it was a smaller brother. I'll, I'll, I'll let you start, mate. Yeah, well, listen, I watched it this morning. Canelo for me was just. He was just on it last night. He was stalking Charlo. For me, I, maybe I was a little bit disappointed in the way Charlo came into the fight, started the fight. And yeah, I mean, the first round was KG. There wasn't many punches thrown from either fighter. But I just think, did Charlo give him too much respect? Did the occasion get to Charlo? Was it the weight? Did Charlo feel his power early on and think, oh my goodness, I've never been anyone like this and try to not engage as much to try and open up and let Canelo hit him? Um, it was just a funny one from Charlo. I expected maybe a little bit more um, I thought that it would catch. I I totally made the prediction that Canelo would win by unanimous decision. If not, he yeah. would stop him in the rounds eleven and twelve. Um, but like I say, Canelo was just Canelo's Canelo. He was just stalking Charlo. He was just constantly stalk, cutting off the ring. And as Charlo was trying to sort of get that little respite, Canelo was there. So for the three minutes of every single round, Charlo was needing to be on it and keep his mind switched on, which tires you as well. The mental game in there, so. And then obviously he got the knockdown, a wee bit of delayed reaction, overhand right from Canelo, beautiful shot. And as he pulled back through the right uppercut, which glanced Charlo, and if that landed flush, then maybe we'd have got the knockout. But um, he got the knockdown, got the job done. Uh, and yeah, he, he said in the post-fight press conference, Canelo, that he's back. So whatever that means, he's back. Yeah, look, I think the boxing community kind of Maybe for thinking that Canelo was on the slide, um, mate, he, he might not be the fight that fighter that he once was, but to be ninety to ninety five percent of the fighter he once was, he's probably mm. still better than maybe every fighter on the world around his weight division. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I picked up on last night, I think it was in the in the same way as when he fought the likes of Callum Smith, it was. He assert his authority fast, and he didn't let him breathe. Mm. Charlo, obviously, at the start, I think he could have done more. But I think what Canelo does is the small things that just puts you on the back foot. And before you know it, you're six rounds down mm-hmm. against Canelo. Um, yeah, so I think from what he said in the post-fight press conference, and I've, I've seen that when he says he's back, I think, it is it is strap season for him, and he, he is still undisputed champion. It was undisputed versus undisputed two fighters last night. Um, Charlo is still undisputed, I believe. Um, well, he's not. He's not. So I, I, he's I think not, I think I think Charlo's been uh, 
stripped of that as soon as he stepped in the ring. I think the WO stripped him and he's now made okay. Tim um, super champion, I believe, or along them lines. Now, Tim Zoo's now the champion, I think, because that's been going on for two years with the WO. So I yeah. think now he's been stripped. He's not undisputed anymore at 154 because now Tim Zoo has been elevated. I think I've read that somewhere as well, and I, I, that's what I've, I heard before the fight as well. So I'm going yeah. to double check on that, but that's cool. what I think that's happened. Yeah, but I'm assuming Charlo will. He, he might go to 160. I don't know if he if that super middle. He probably will go up. Yeah. So, but there's so many fights out there for him. But Canelo, the fight with hopefully we'll see his maybe big brother David Benavidez. We know he looks like he'll be fighting Andrade. But yeah, big fights now, please, because if that free fight deal is is true, which we believe it is with PVC, then they've got two fights left to make the biggest fights for Canelo. I agree. Maybe Big Brother, but that doesn't excite me. The Big Brother fight, it doesn't excite me. There's only two fights that exact, excite me. It is Benavides. Benavides. Yeah. Because when you get two Mexicans going at it, now you can stereotype this all you want, but yeah. uh, Barrera Morales come to mind. These, these When you've got two Mexicans fighting under that Mexican flag, it's all about pride. Do you know what I mean? And it's all about yeah. giving the Mexican fans and Mexican public, the country of Mexico, a war. And that just excites me. I'm not even Mexican and I get excited about that. But Benavidez and Canelo excites me. I think that's a fight that's been talked about for so long now. And now we spoke about this on numerous occasions on this podcast, Joe. This year has been fantastic in terms of fights. Garcia Tank Davis, we've Spence Crawford. We've just literally had the announcement of Tyson Fury and Nusik being signed. So we'll touch on that. That has been signed. All going well with Nganu, <laughs> hopefully. We get that maybe in that 23rd of December. But we're getting these fights that we've been craving for. It's taken time. But there's a lot of like negotiations, a lot of talking points, and we're, we're here every Sunday talking about it, but it's, we're, we're getting the fights made. Now, PBC seems to be the, the, the organisation right now because they've made Spence Crawford, they've made Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis. If anyone can get Canelo Benavides, it's them. And I think, oh, I think that's the fight that fans want. The networks want, we want as media, we want it. And uh, yeah, that excites me. And if they've got one more fight left at PBC, I wouldn't mind seeing the Crawford fight. I wouldn't mind seeing it. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why. Let me listen. Crawford, right? He's dominated everywhere. Lightweight, lightweight, welterweight. I think I've seen him hurt twice. And that was against Gamboa. I think Gamboa rocked him, but then seconds later, he's knocked Gamboa out. Same as, uh, was it Cal- Kalamaskis or something like that? He hurt, yeah, he, he, he hurt him, but then again, seconds later, knocked him out. So I want to see Terence Crawford go through a little bit of adversity. I want to see him hurt. I want to see him pushed back. I don't want to see him have his own way because you look at every fight he's been in almost. He's been dominant. He's made it look easy nearly every fight. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I... Maybe three weight divisions is ridiculous to jump up to try and face an undisputed champion like Canelo. It is. I know it is. I'm not sitting here and saying it isn't, but it just excites me because I think I've I've been around Canelo and Crawford. Height wise, are exactly the same. Just that Canelo's a little bit more thicker. Do you know what I mean? I think Crawford. I think I'm sure he can put a little bit of beef, and he's got a wrestling background as well, so he he knows how to get in in uh, rough and rugged on the inside, uh, and it's. Yeah, it's pound for pound number one and number two, arguably, if you want to say it. If Anui's still a number two, so you've got two pound for pound. Again, 
two pound for pound fighters going at it. Now, I'll, I'll make the case for Crawford. You could probably make the case against Crawford if you want, but I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. Crawford wants it. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say, I like, I, I wouldn't watch that fight. I wouldn't be excited about it, but I do think there are weight divisions for a reason. And I think for someone who was lightweight champion and was so dominant there, um, for someone who's super middleweight, undisputed champion, I know he's at welterweight now, but he's that. But that that is his weight that he's made, and I don't know. I think I just think we've seen it so many times. When 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 a good little guy goes up against a good bigger guy, there's usually only one outcome. When you look at Mikey Garcia, when he stepped up to fight Errol Spence, even when you look at I know this is slightly different because it was generational talents, but even when you look at Kel Brook going up to fight Golovkin, it, it's always the same outcome. Mm. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love Terence Crawford and I love Canelo. But I think it, I think it's a bit too much for Terence Crawford because Canelo won't come down now. He's at that age now mm. where, where he's not going to be coming down. I don't think it'd be a catch rate. I think if it does happen, it will be super middle. And you have to respect Terence Crawford trying to attempt that because if he did pull off that feat then it would be probably the greatest feat that, that any professional boxer has probably ever done um, and I know it's a big big claim there but yeah it would be absolutely huge but I don't know I, I can't get too excited about it just yet because I say history tells us that there's only one winner there What I'll say though you mentioned Mikey Garcia you mentioned uh, Kel Brook stepping up but we're talking about Tense Crawford here. He is. I know, I know. We're talking about somebody that is probably going to be talked about amongst the Floyd Mayweathers, amongst the Sugar Ray Lennons, Sugar Ray Robinsons. He's going to be talked about with these guys when it comes to when his career comes to an end. That's the type of fighter we're talking about. Now, I agree with you. There's a weight division for a reason. Um, but I, I, I again, it's just. But I. But who can ill? Does he fight Bevel again? It's like. You've got to get these fights made. And who for Crawford? He goes up to 154. What excites you more? Who do you want to see Crawford fight? Who do you want to see Canelo fight? I mean, you can argue Benavidez. You can argue maybe the Charlo fight for, for Crawford. Do you know what I mean? You can argue that case. But what that doesn't... That, that, when you talk about Canelo and Crawford fighting each other and the ridiculous of that, even the thought process of that, that excites me. Because I, I, I think that Crawford's got the skill set to stay away from Canelo. But can he stay away from Canelo for 12 rounds? That's the question. Um. Does Canelo hurt him? He stalks him. Canelo, I, I don't think Crawford will be able to hurt Canelo. That's what I'm... I don't think he'll be able to... I don't think Canelo's been hurt, has he? I don't think I've ever seen him hurt. So it's uh, it's one of them ones. It's, it just excites me. I think... Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm a little bit excited because boxing's been good this year. And I, I maybe I'm yeah. like... Yeah, maybe I'm just maybe a little bit too excited. But, oh, man. Imagine if that happened. I'd be buzzing. But talking about fights that have been made, I'm doing a hard segue here. There you go. Uh, this week, Joe... We spoke about it. We've spoke about it numerous again, number of times on this podcast. Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, undisputed. There can only be one. Fingers crossed it happens. Well, if it happens this year, I'll be excited. But I, I can't see it happening this year. No, I think it'll be, it'll be end of January, February time. But listen, finally. Finally, we get to see it. We're going to see it, and I'm again. I'm probably. I'm just going to ramble on because I'm excited about it again. So, yeah. When you heard the news, what was your reaction to it, Joe? Is it actually signed? Is it actually happening? Will it happen? Do I get excited until I actually see them in the ring? That's probably the cynicalist in me, mm-hmm. um, just because we've been promised it so many times. Uh, but yeah, 
from what I'm hearing, from what we've heard, from what it looks like, it seems like it's all very, very good. It's all very, very above board. It looks like we're going to see it happen. But it's sometime between the 23rd of December this year and the end of March next year. Um, Riyadh season, which opens with uh, Furingano. I think it'd only be fitting if it closed with Furiusic. And then it's, I suddenly thought, Oh God, is Ngannou going to knock him out? Which I never thought before, just because it's just boxing, isn't it? But yeah, hopefully the stars have aligned and we will get it. The only good thing about if even if Ngannou does knock Tyson Fury out, it's I don't think his WBC belts on the line, so we still get to see the undisputed fight, mate. So yeah, that's that's a positive there. But I can't see Ngannou, <laughs> I can't see Ngannou doing that to Tyson Fury. Um, but like. Crazy things have happened. I must admit, crazy things have happened. I'll put this to you, though, Joe. We, we spoke about it as well that if anyone can get these big fight mates, it can be, it's going to be Saudi Arabia. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be... Yeah. It has to be Saudi Arabia that can put them on, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And if they can get Usyk and Fury made, do you think we can... Do you think there's hope? And do you think we'll get to see Joshua Wilder now? Do you think that'll be one of them fight, the next fight that'll be made? No. I spoke to Eddie Hearn yesterday and he said that there's potential possibilities of either Vegas or Qatar for Wilder Joshua. But I just think you look down any ranking, so we'll just go for BoxRec, for example, because it's seen as the the non-biased one. Obviously, there's no governing bodies involved in that. But who does Joshua fight if it's not Wilder? Um, Philip Hergovic, that's it. Realistically, realistically, Zhang. next. You know what I mean, but yeah, yeah, Zhang. But but again, Hergovic and Zhang is kind of like, would you fight him because they're both in line for the world title? I know Anthony Joshua brings massive commercial value, but he doesn't bring a world title. Mm. And Hergovic has been pursuing that IBF for a very very long time. Um, Zhang will now be in pursuit of that WBO. And realistically, we know as soon as the undisputed fight happens, touch wood, the belts will fragment. Mm. So, who does he fight? Like, seriously go down the rankings, because everyone's tied up now. Even the likes of your mate, Martin Bacoli, he's got a fight now mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia. So, um, yeah, it, it's got to happen, in my opinion. Uh, again, I like, yeah, I totally agree with you, young man. I do, I do. And I think, like I said, I'm going to say it again, if anyone can get these fights made, it's, a Saudi, it's Saudi Arabia. I really do think it's they're they're really really wanting to stamp their authority on this, this boxing game, and sport in general. You just see what they're doing. Yeah, with sport. Colors. You know, I mean, sport in general. They, they, the golf, football, boxing, they're they're doing amazing things. So, yeah, I'm excited. Like again, I want to be cynical like you until they step foot in that ring, and I get a, I get a date, I get a venue, I get a press conference. Then I can start getting a little bit more excited. Um, but when you've got everybody. Putting out on Instagram and like you've got uh, Turkala, what's uh, his excellency posting about it? You've got Tyson Fury's posting about it. You've got Frank Warren, Queensbury top rank. You've got all these people uh, posting about this fight being made and signed. Obviously, no date has been made uh, or anything like that. But uh, listen, it's it's exciting times ahead, and I just think that boxing right now. If this fight happens in 2023, if it does happen on uh, December 23rd, then I can say 2023 for me has been 
probably one of the best, best years in boxing that I can remember for a long, long, long time. And uh, yeah, like I say, I doubt it will happen, but um, exciting times ahead, young man. Being honest with you, it's going to be good. I believe it's happening. I really do. Yeah, and just to finish up on that then, I think if it did happen on 2020, in 2023, I think 2024 would probably be one of the worst years for boxing because where is there to go? Where mm-hmm. Where is there to go after that? After all these fights this year, um, obviously probably will be a rematch, if we're being honest, mm-hmm. uh, whatever way it goes. But yeah, 2023 certainly delivered. And it's kind of under the radar delivered. It's not been like a barrage of great fights. It's been like, okay, Oh, we got Tank versus Garcia. Fast forward a couple of months. Oh, there you go. Spence Crawford. Fights that we've only been waiting for for about five years. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, hopefully we get it. But if I could count the times we've said hopefully on this podcast, then, yeah, that would make a podcast of its own, Andy. Definitely. And if we had a pound for every time we, we, we said these fights were going to happen and it didn't happen, we'd be millionaires as well, mate. So yeah, We'd probably have to put on that fight. Yeah, we could put it on exactly that, exactly that. Um, Joe, thank you so much as always. Been a pleasure talking to you, young man. Uh, Talk Smart Puma Cup will be out seven pm tonight, and all yes, the major platforms. Joe, is that right? All the platforms, video, audio, you name it. Talk Smart Puma Cup Sunday night. You know it's there, baby. You know it's there, baby. Listen, Joe, enjoy next week. Wonton Wood, I was meant to do it, but unfortunately I had a family thing I need to attend to. So you enjoy Thanks it. Thanks for man. passing that one to me, mate. Thanks for well, passing that one to me. That's you owe me one then, mate. You owe me one. And uh, listen, that's, that's maybe a good fight to talk about next Sunday. So I'll see you then, my brother. See you then, mate. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.